What you're about to hear is a preview of our latest premium episode. This is a good one. I mean, they're all good ones, but this is a good one. It's about the cancellation of an Irish tech entrepreneur named Paddy Cosgrave. The full episode also features listener responses to our latest premium episode, which was about animals, uh, specifically sexy ones. This was our most popular episode ever, and we got some great responses, including one person begging us to shut the whole podcast down and turn ourselves into the authorities. If you'd like to hear that and the entire Patty Cosgrave story, you can become a premium subscriber at blockedreporter.org. For just $5 a month and up, you get three extra episodes a month, just like this one, as well as access to an amazing community of nearly 13,000 people. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the preview. All right, Jesse, moving on to another nation of goat fuckers, Ireland. Uh, our main event today is about the cancellation of Patty Cosgrave. How much do you know about Patty, Patty Cosgrave? I know two things. Patty's name sounds very Irish, and their last name is almost the last name of a friend of mine. Did you just they, them, Patty Cosgrave, non-consensually? Is Patty, I assume Patty's a male. Patty's a male, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Him. He, him, his. He's a famed Irish tech entrepreneur, and he seems to think of himself as Ireland's Elon Musk. Like Elon, he's a non-engineer who has achieved great success in the world of tech. Plus, he has a very high opinion of himself, and he spends way too much time on Twitter. Uh, there's a long-running thread on Board.ie, which is Ireland's largest forum, with the headline, Is Patty Cosgrave the Biggest Wanker in Ireland? And the answer seems to be yes, which is quite remarkable when you consider that this is the nation that pr- produced both Conor McGregor and Bono. <laughs> I was going to say... So in 2009, Patty founded what was then called Dublin <laughs> Web Summit, which is an annual tech conference and a networking event. And it grew into this to be this huge success over the years. But it was often plagued with issues like, for instance, poor Wi-Fi. You definitely want to make sure you bring the boosters to your tech conference. It's still Web Summit. It's like having a zoophilia summit and not bringing enough goats for everybody. It's true. Or enough dog food. Uh, Web Summit consistently managed to attract a, a, an eclectic bunch of big name speakers, both people and tech and people who didn't seem to have anything to do with tech, like Eva Longoria, Gary Kasparov, Tony You Blair. said Longoria? Longoria. Is, oh, is that how you say it? Longoria, Longoria that's a, that's sounds like an intestinal condition. Yeah. Tony Blair, uh, founder of the internet Al Gore, and Will Smith's son, Jaden. In 2022, it had over 71,000 attendees, but Patty himself has been at the center of several controversies over the years, and he has always managed to avoid cancellation until recently. So there have been some Web Summit-related dramas here and there over the years. For instance, in 2015, there was drama because they were charging startups $10,000 to attend with the promises of introducing them to angel investors. Can I just say that that caught like big conference, like even just some... Uh, academic conferences are hundreds of dollars. Uh, I don't know if $10,000 is a ton. I guess if, if, if they weren't actually connecting them to angel investors. I'm just saying conferences often charge egregious entrance fees in general, I think. Well, that same year, so they were apparently using the logos of companies that hadn't registered in their ads uh, in order to attract startups to pay these these $10,000 fees. That's sort of like a classic scam. Like we've got this and this person on board and this Jayden person's Smith. coming. We got the Jaden Smith, and then it turns out to be like a different Jaden Smith, like this white little Jewish kid. (laughs) Uh, Patty also caused some controversy when he used the Web Summit website to sell wool sweaters that his wife designed for 850 euro, and then he forced Web Summit employees to wear those wool sweaters at the conference in the middle of the summer in Portugal. (laughs) 
That's so awesome. I know what you're going to say in the comments. Yeah, but you make Trace wear his boxing reported fursuit in the summer in Chicago. Yes, but we don't charge him 850 euro. We charge him $850. <laughs> and unlike this podcast, Web Summit is apparently not a particularly fun place to work. So here are some quotes from Glassdoor reviews written by former employees. Witnessing how Patty treated some staff and how everyone tiptoed around his moods if something had gone wrong or not the way he wanted. Crazy way to run a company or treat employees. Just totally not acceptable. A Machiavellian atmosphere. I even regret the time I spent there as I learned nothing and wasted my time. And advice to staff. Remember the story of Icarus. I forget. Is Glassdoor one where like they have some method of confirming whether people were employees. That is a good point, Jesse. I'm going to just go ahead and believe that they're true because I want to. So the reason that the conference was in Portugal, by the way, and not Dublin is because in 2015, Web Summit left Dublin and moved to Portugal and leaked emails showed that this was because Patty had asked the Irish government for special treatment, including special bus routes for attendees, hotel price caps, traffic rerouting, and he hadn't received it. It was very rude. Do they know who he is? <laughs> and this began Patty's long campaign against the Irish government. But to really understand this story, there are a few things you need to know about Ireland. First, Politics in Ireland are sort of odd from an American perspective because they don't have a normal left-right divide like most Western countries do. The two main parties were formed at the time of the Irish Civil War. One was called Fine Gael, or United Ireland, and the other is called Fianna Foyle. I'm probably mispronouncing both of those. That's the Republican Party. And they've never been very different ideologically. Like a recent headline in the Irish Times reads, Finnegal and Finanana, Finanana, Foil. Dude, you're going to absolutely start like <laughs> incite terrorism with these mispronunciations. Is there any difference? This week's budget highlighted how entwined the parties have become and the challenge they face to distinguish themselves from each other in an election. I Instead of I'm, I don't want to risk offending Irish people by you mispronouncing these names. Why don't we call them the Potato Party and the Irish Jig Party? I think that's fair. Yes, and they're basically interchangeable. Okay, so uh, Fenagal and Fianna Foyle. Yes, you did include phonetic spelling, mm -hmm. and I think you still managed to butcher it. How would you compare them to the American political parties? You're saying they're not very different. Uh, yeah, I would not really compare them to the American parties. They're sort of variations on the Tories, not in terms of fiscal policy, like they're less libertarian, but more in terms of social policy. So they're more traditionalist, socially conservative, but with a more robust welfare state. There's not really an equivalent in the US. Um, this is true in so much of like Europe and, and the UK where just like they agreed many, many, many decades ago about the basics of a welfare state. And there's obviously like fiddling around the edges or like attempts to privatize this or that, but it's just like nothing in the state where we have a sizable number of people who basically don't think there should be much of a welfare state. It's very different. Are you saying that they don't have to convert their companies into S-corps to get healthcare? Uh, yeah, I'm saying they face, <laughs> for, for example, Anyway, continue. Um, as an aside, I kept hearing on NPR this weekend that the recent riots in Dublin, this was in response to a knife attack on three children, allegedly by an immigrant, that they were basically right-wingers gone wild. My anonymous Irish correspondent says that's false. They're not right-wing. They're just racist. The right-wing is extremely marginal in Ireland, although there's they are gaining some support. But there is very strong anti-immigrant sentiment among various parts of Irish society. Like she mentioned that taxi drivers used to put a green light on the roofs of their cabs to show that they were native Irish, i.e. white. Um, but in terms of parties, the establishment parties are just very similar. So people like Patty will often tweet about FFG. That's an initialism that refers to both of them uh, as one, as one entity. And this also means that Irish politics 
according to my correspondent, is mind-numbingly dull. People tend to vote for whichever party is is being less corrupt at any given time, but even the corruption scandals are boring. It's a very small country. Politics is largely parochial. Potholes are a big deal. And so while Patty fancies himself this bold truth-teller, this enemy of the government, basically no one outside of Ireland gives a shit, but he tends to act as though his campaign against the Irish government, which mostly consists of him mean-tweeting, puts him in, in actual danger. <laughs> danger? So, yeah, so like this year he claimed that he needed three ex-military bodyguards with him at all times. He said that a man jumped over two gates, broke into his home with a knife, and told his wife that he needed to stop talking about the government. Basically no one in Ireland or on Twitter believed him, but nobody really cared either way that's like a crazy story would there be a police report and stuff do we know if it's true there's been no reporting on it the evidence that we have that this happened is his personal statement his tweet okay i'm uh, that's good with me hashtag believe patty believe all patties so politically so overall i didn't know this irish politics is just lame now it, it's boring this this guy who wants to be elon musk just gets like ignored when he tweets crazy shit I like that. He, he also gets made fun of. Oh, good. Okay. Even better. And so politically, Patty's left wing, at least on paper. He's a Sinn Féin supporter from an incredibly wealthy background, so he's a bit of a champagne socialist. Isn't it a, a Guinness? Oh, wait. It wouldn't be a Guinness socialist because that's a working class drink. They don't have champagne. What's a fancy Irish drink? Do they have a uh, shandy? A shandy socialist? <laughs> Do they have shandies in Ireland? I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to go to Ireland. Someone listening to this, invite us to do a live show in Dublin. I'm sure we won't offend anybody. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. So he often calls out what he sees as insufficiently leftist policies on the part of the Irish government while, for instance, making deal business deals with like the Qatari government. <laughs> he's awesome. been yeah. He's been particularly critical of the Irish tax system, which is notoriously friendly to international corporations trying to avoid paying their own federal taxes. So Ireland has a corporate tax rate of twelve point five percent. This is already very low compared to most of Europe. And the tech giants pay far less than that. So Ireland has become the EU's main tech hub. All the big companies like Google, Meta, Amazon, et cetera, have headquarters in Dublin. Uh, note to self, find out a podcast count as tech giants. <laughs> Patty has been very critical of this, but again, he's a hypocrite. Like his own investment fund was headquartered in California, but registered in Delaware to avoid California state taxes. Note to self, if Ireland doesn't work out, Google Delaware. I think we should try Delaware before we try Ireland, Katie, just pragmatically speaking. You know, actually, I think Washington is probably better than both of them. There we go. We already no have state it tax. in the bag. Okay, so after falling out with the government over not getting what he wanted, these rerouting traffic and things like that for his tech summit in 2015, Patty decided that it was his sworn duty to take them down, and he's been engaged in this massive feud with the nation of Ireland, or at least their government, ever since. <laughs> like, for example... Awesome. Uh, the publication Business Post reported that at a tech conference in 2018, he introduced a female speaker from the IDA. That's the Irish. I guess it doesn't really matter what her sex is, but she was female. Um, that's the the IDA is the Irish agency taxed with attracting foreign investment. He introduced her by saying the role of the IDA was to represent multinationals who do not pay tax. And then while she was speaking, he stood beside her and started slow clapping. <laughs> That's subtle. Yeah. I like it. Uh, the next year, in 2019, Patty paid 20,000 euro, in, her, in his words, this was a very, very small amount, to promote Facebook ads for a fake organization called the Irish Tax Agency. The ads contain lines like, quote, reduce your taxes on global revenue to 1%, and, quote, companies have saved billions in tax by relocating to Ireland from high EU tax nations. Facebook re removed them for impersonation, and Patty described this ad campaign as him doing his patriotic duty to uh, expose the government. 
And there's another odd element to this story. So his Irish tax agency Facebook page, it cited several Wikipedia articles that had been written or edited by a, a user named British Finance, who seemed to have a particular fixation with the Irish tax system. And this led many people to believe that Paddy himself was British Finance. Hmm. There's no direct proof of this, but he did defend British Finance on Twitter, saying... Following a comprehensive investigation by senior editors on Wikipedia, British Finance was fully cleared of being anything but a top-rate editor. No issues found with his edits whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of they investigate it, they release a 100-page report, and the last section is just like, by the way, this guy is a top-rate editor, whoever he is. You know, this reminds me of when Jay Single 69 tweets about there being, quote, zero evidence, none whatsoever, of Jesse Single being an adult baby diaper lover. Ring similar. <sighs> Jay Single 69 was one of my favorite parts of 2022, which was a bad year. So thank you. <laughs> so just a couple more examples of his endless feud with the government. In 2020, he tweeted an RIP message to four Irish nurses who had died of COVID and then shamed the government over their deaths. Quote, to the four nurses in Ireland who fought so hard for so... I should do this in an Irish accent. Mm -hmm. To the four nurses in Ireland who fought so hard for so many patients, but who themselves fell ill... This is your... This is... I I want you to take this in full context. This is the best accent you've ever done on the show. I'm I'm part Irish. Have you seen me? Yeah, I can see it. You're very pale. And have now passed... RIP to the politicians and the HSE and the DOH, top brass, those are Irish health agencies. Please, for the sake of those who have fallen and those who are ill, can you please be open and transparent with the nation? The thing is, there were no reports of any nurses dying in Ireland at the time. The next day, he conceded that no nurses had died, but he left up the RIP nurse tweets and the correction got no engagement. Like five, it has, as of now, five likes and zero retweets. Wait, I'm sorry. You're saying the four nurses he said died didn't exist? Yes. He killed four imaginary nurses for clout? I'm against that. Or he was spreading misinformation that he got from somewhere else. Either way, the nurses didn't exist. That's too bad. Well, rest in peace. (laughs) Is it too bad, Jesse? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's too bad that he would do that. I'm glad there aren't dead nurses. There. I mean, there's dead nurses elsewhere. Jesse's making enemies with the nurses in the crowd. Okay, in 2021, Patty opened the Web Summit in Lisbon with an attack on Leo Vardikar. He was the Prime Minister of Ireland from 2017 to 2020, and then again beginning in 2022. So he's the current PM or the Taisha, which is what they say in Ireland. Very strange language. And you might have seen him in the news lately because he's getting dogpiled for tweeting that an Israeli-Irish girl who was kidnapped by Hamas and was returned in the ceasefire exchange was, quote, lost and then found. Uh, (laughs) This was apparently a a reference to the Bible, but it sounds like he was talking about a kidnapped child as though she were a pair of mittens, and he was absolutely dogpiled for this tweet. I I don't usually like to, like, pick on people for phrasing, but that's pretty bad. It's like a police officer's bullet was found to have collided with the head of a fleeing suspect. Sure. I I should mention, I at first thought this was just incredibly tactless. I should mention, though, he basically tweeted the first part of a longer statement. So if you look at the the entire statement, which he didn't initially tweet it, he just tweeted this this first part. 
he's very explicit that this girl was kidnapped by Hamas. He says this was a, quote, slow and cruel torture for her family. So I think this is really an example of choosing the exact wrong pull quote for your tweet. Yeah, but to, like it's 2023. Politicians should know. Just totally. write the whole statement and link to it. And that's it. If you need to tweet anything at all. Right. And also he's verified on Twitter. He can he can do the long tweets. You don't need to just do the first the first paragraph wait can i do i don't i'm not tweeting presently except uh, can i do long tweets though no are you verified oh, i'm not verified i didn't pay because i'm not paying no. for it no absolutely not. no you're okay. second class citizen wait am i not verified we talked about this forever ago but didn't he ver- no i'm not verified no what did you think that That's he personally verified you yeah me and elon um i'm a big fan of his work he's made the site much better so i figured um because i've really gone to bat him he would verify you. i also like his posts about uh jews and Black people and porn. He's doing some good some stuff. Some porn. Interesting. Oh, did you see that? No. Oh, God. Okay. And uh, What was this? I need to know this. He <sighs> posted or responded positively to... Oh, no, no. He posted it. It's On one side is a white girl with all these black guys behind her. Apparently, guys, she banged for porn. That's what I assume from context. And then on the left, he compares that to like a bunch of monsters, maybe orcs from Lord of the Rings. What? Yeah, so even the most ardent Elon defender that's clearly incredibly fucking racist, I just don't know why he does this. Actually, there's a good episode of PJ Votes podcast that's just like, why is Elon Musk so weird? So people should listen to that. I think the answer was drugs, wasn't it? He does a lot of ketamine. Well, the, that was a, you, you listened to the episode, right? Yeah. That was the speculation, but I thought there was really interesting psychological stuff about like, what happens to people when they become famous and can get instant feedback by tweeting to millions of people. Um, I think the drug part was speculative. Yeah, nothing good. Anyway, so Leo Radikar, beyond being bad at Twitter, he has been dogged by allegations of corruption, but still, Patty opening this web summit in Lisbon with an attack on the Irish... Wait, Katie, I'm sorry. It wasn't Lord of the Rings. It was a video game. I'll just include a link to an image of it in the show notes. I apologize. Continue. Anyway, the point is, he started this He started this summit <laughs> attacking the PM of Ireland, which was probably confusing to the mostly non-Irish attendees of the conference, who would I assume, like the rest of the world, haven't thought of Ireland since 2014 when you 2 managed to force that one album onto everyone's iPhones. I'm still mad about that. I forgot. God about that. That was crazy. That was so ballsy. It's probably still on your phone. Well, I don't have an iPhone, so it's not. Would well, you have Apple Podcasts or, I- or iTunes, whatever they called it at the time? Uh, no, I don't have. Wow. This has been a source of a lot of, with multiple people in my life have recently begun losing patience with what happens when they try to interact with my tweets or vice versa because I have an Android and the bubble's a different color. It's really, it's becoming the reason I am most hated in real life by people. That's the reason? Really? <laughs> I know. There's so much other fodder in yet. Okay. Also in 2021, Patty provided the financial backing for The Ditch, which is this Irish investigative journalism website. Uh, they're constantly publishing dirt on the government. And when it first came out, he plugged it relentlessly on Twitter. Like one tweet read, I'm told Ditch involves some of the world's foremost investigative journalists and editors from some of the world's leading newspapers and a project to help root out Irish cronyism. Today was just a tiny teaser ahead of a proper launch in the late summer of long-form investigations. What he failed to mention was that the funder of that website was none other than Patty Cosgrave. This is like when I, I just meet people on the street. I'm like, hey, I've been checking out this podcast, Blocked and Reported. Totally. I, I hadn't heard about it, but it's like super good. Yeah, I do that all the time. So he's been courting controversy for years, but mostly people don't care other than to look at him and say, well, look at that wanker and then continue drinking or whatever. Say they- that. In a, that should be in an Irish accent. What a, The wanker part. I think I lost it. What a wanker. 
What a wanker. What a, what a wanker. Oh, no, that's like Cockney. What, what a wanker what, is Cockney. What a wanker. Oh, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> what a wanker. I'm Irish. <laughs> uh, however, Patty recently found the cause that has quickly made him famous outside the world of tech in the nation of Ireland, Palestine. Hell yeah. This is going to get good. This is already good. I can see it getting much better. Going As soon as you inject Israel-Palestine into an online personality's mm-hmm. oeuvre, it gets, always gets better. So this started on That's it. That's all you get. If you want to hear what happened to this Irishman who ran afoul of a lot of people on the internet, go to blockreporter.org and sign up to become a premium subscriber. Either way, hope you enjoyed the preview.